welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Subscribe to our newsletter and gain five entries into our grand prize draw. And again, no newsletter either, you know? The grand prize draw doesn't exist, but this time, neither does the newsletter. So, you know, yeah. if you can figure out how to do that, then we will absolutely give you those five entries. That may be difficult to do, though. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, uh, hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame and, you know, a bunch of other projects that are constantly eating into my brain space and time and will to live. <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi, my name is Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source. And uh, I guess my, my readers would like it if those stories ate more into my brain and attention. But not my will to live. Yeah, I mean, most <laughs> of the time a reader is not going to want your projects to eat into your will to live. That, that is usually negative. <laughs> they just want more. It's not, more. okay, to be fair, it's not rights that eat into my will to live. It's rewrites that do. Who does rewrites? Most authors. <laughs> I mean, I say that as I'm like eight months late in providing <laughs> a rewritten manuscript to the person who wants to make an audiobook of Fantasia. <laughs> Shh, don't talk about that. Rewrites are lame. <laughs> no, they're not. Rewrites are important to the development of the most successful story you can do. But, you know, they sap your will to live. <laughs> Most of the time, personally at least, they don't. It's exclusively when I need to make massive changes in the rewrite. Such as, you know, I have ten chapters, but I need to change the perspective or set this entire thing two years earlier. Uh. Oh, well, I'm, not, I'm never going to do that kind of rewrite. I'm just, what am I doing? I am updating the tone of the stuff that I wrote when I was... 18 to reflect like it was written by somebody who is 25 at the age of 28 so i have to remember that i had a little bit less cynicism and uh overall disdain of the world than i do now i see it i see <laughs> oh man but very much easier to write someone younger than you than someone older than you <laughs> i disagree but you know, that's partially just differences in experience that come up. Either way, yeah. um, I do believe that it's your turn to bring something. And I found an idea on the ground. Like, <laughs> literally on the ground? Literally on the ground. Okay, you're gonna have to explain that. So the other day, I was walking from my parkade to my work. And I found an earring on the ground. And uh, I picked it up and contemplated whether it was, like, valuable enough to bother to take to the lost and found. Because uh, I have very little experience with jewelry and can't tell if it's just a piece of crap or, you know, made of some kind of valuable metal. And it got me thinking, you know? In the case that you can't tell, I would think that you would just bring it there regardless. No, I just had somebody else look at it, and t they told me it was a piece of crap, so I didn't bother. <laughs> That's certainly a decision to make. <laughs> um, but it got me thinking, you know, about what if 
you find something on the ground and it looks like a piece of crap, but it turns out to be an extremely valuable magical artifact. <laughs> so magical artifacts that look like random garbage? Actually And then you know hmm? mm, That gets me started. And then that got me thinking, well why would somebody be leaving a magical artifact on the ground unattended? Right? They don't. They form randomly in the shape of random crap that a bunch of people have. You know, it got me thinking, maybe these objects have a little bit of a mind of their own. And they like to wander. And they like to be incognito sometimes, you know? <laughs> I see. That's somehow more disturbing than the route that I went down. Yeah, because they're, they're just a little bit, got a little bit of free will. Just a little, just a little. They have a little bit of free will and no ability to communicate? They never move when anyone's watching them. <laughs> but sometimes they're just elsewhere. Yeah. Um, that's concerning <laughs> in like so many ways. And like, yeah. can you lock it up and it won't move? Or can you lock it up? No. Or if you lock it up and like most of the time it's not going to have moved and then sometimes it'll just be elsewhere. If you lock it up, it's more likely to wander away because it's not being watched by a person. Okay. <laughs> and also... So if you really want it to not move, then you put it on display. Yeah, well, actually, you know, you should wear it on your person and use it regularly because I'm pretty sure one of the reasons they run away is because they get bored. <laughs> okay. So, sentient... Magic items that lack the ability to communicate. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it can send pretty clear messages based on the appearance it chooses to take. <laughs> okay. And whether it runs away or not. <laughs> How do these magic items come into being? Is it like a thing that people can enchant? Or is it like the primary system in this world? What, what are we dealing with here? Nobody knows. Because they just kind of show up, right? And then you found it on the ground. You have no idea if this is a new one or one that's been around for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really knows how many there are. Okay. Okay. So we could definitely use my idea of, like, they just take the appearances of stuff that's around and, like, form sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they just they just update themselves. They you know if they used to look like something that's no longer a technology that anybody uses, they just upgrade. You know. What if it's a technology that people are like still using in magic item form, but are not using outside of that? So like a magic sword, would that is this like update itself to like a magic gun? Depends on how it feels, you know? Like, if its owner uses it at the fencing club, they'll say a sword. Oh, so there are some swords that are still around, but mostly there are guns. Yeah, yeah. But if, you know, they get brought to a big city and it decides to take a little trip outside, it won't be a huge sword. That would be weird. <laughs> It'll turn into a small sword for that particular day. It might turn into a butterfly knife or some kind of foldy contraption or a taser. Oh, okay. You know? Whatever it thinks is cool. It wants to just be fashionable, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so magic items that are vain and sentient, but unable to communicate. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we could give them a little bit of like empathic power, so when you're touching it, it can give you feelings. If if you are a little concerned about this. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm uh, very much wanting to lean into the unable to communicate except through form and uh, disappearing sometimes. You know, they're quite inscrutable, is what how I would call them. <laughs> it's like if you could be like something else next time like if if you want to stay here or if you want to do something else like you know what how about i just make a list of like things that you want to do i'll read it out and then i'll leave the room (laughs) there's a there's a lot of superstition that goes on into the keeping and and maintenance of these items to make them not run away but uh some of them are annoyed by the superstitions and it makes them run away faster and honestly, all the items have different personalities, so it's real It's real difficult to, like, really figure out what makes them tick. I see. Especially because it's hard to tell which item it is, you know? Because <laughs> sometimes one will just replace <laughs> another one. You know? some Maybe there are some twinsies that do swaps just for, just for laughs. <laughs> And nobody can ever tell except for the, no. the artifacts themselves. Yeah. Honestly, I would tell the story, like, by following following one of the objects. But without, like, ever, like, expressing its thoughts. <laughs> okay, so very... Okay. <laughs> two, two swords from, like, warring families <laughs> that just go swapsies on each other every once in a while so they can hear the other side of the drama. It's actually the same sword. <laughs> it's going back and forth. Exactly. They're two different swords that are... Well, I, I what I was saying was more like it's two swords that like pretend to be each other for a while, every once in a while. I, I think it'd be funnier if it was just one sword pretending to be two swords. You know, that's fair. And then, but any time, like, the, the two families are trying to fight each other, it conveniently disappears, and they take that to be, like, a sign, like, oh, we should, we must, uh, Prepare ally. better. <laughs> <laughs> we must better prepare for the moment of their reckoning. <laughs> you know, could get into a lot of shenanigans. Such a mess. But, you know, you want some rando just minding their own business. Picks up some item and was like, mm, I should go put this in the lost and found. <laughs> I see, I see. Item chooses to follow them home instead. <laughs> Teleports into their backpack or something. He's like, didn't I, didn't I just put you in the lost and found? <laughs> I'm absolutely certain that I have a memory of putting this in the lost and found. I had to sign the log and tell them where I found you. <laughs> Did I find the other one? What? Maybe it's an earring. <laughs> oh no. The real question is, how do people discover the magical properties of these magical items? Um, you know, I feel like if the situation calls for it, the item will activate. <laughs> I mean... Depends on what it does. (laughs) Yeah. It really depends on what it does. You know, I'm leaning towards this one just making some kind of, like, barrier of invulnerability. So, like, doesn't activate till you know, people who know what it is come and try and take it. It's like, 
Can't take it. Doesn't want to go. It's making a barrier. <laughs> so are there some that are like some magic items that are like glasses that let you identify other magic items? Um, I feel like if you can sense magic, you can tell it's magical. But like not what it does. I mean, I I I hadn't heard that we'd uh, you know, put any people who could sense magic in the world. That's a new development. Yeah. But uh you don't need to be able to sense magic to use the object. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's some people who can sense magic, and they're at a very, very slight advantage to finding magical items. Yes. I mean, they're at a huge advantage for if they're actively looking for them. But they're at no advantage whatsoever in uh, convincing the item to stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so honestly, I don't know why they bother. <laughs> I mean... Yeah... Like, you know, you find an item, you sell it off, or you try and use it, and then it... It, it kind of depends on where you're looking, right? Because they would obviously form just, like, wherever. So, like, if you're looking in less populated areas, then you could certainly find some items that would just not get found for a couple hundred years. No, no, no. The items would get bored. They like to hang out where there are people. <laughs> Unless they're taking a nap. Well, I was talking about their original formation, which I assume they uh, would be, like, less able to move as soon as they were created. And I don't know if created is the right word, as soon as they form. Do they get more powerful with age? I don't know. Are they alive? I would assume <laughs> that they, like, get more powerful with age, sort of. Where, like, the first five years, they're just kind of, like, a little weaker. And then at, at that point, they're, like, whatever their maximum is going to be. Hmm... So they start out really weak, and then they get to whatever they're going to be, whether that's super strong or not. Maybe hanging out with the right owner makes is like food to them, so they, that's why they maybe like wander. if they don't hang out, maybe if they don't like their owner that much, they just don't show their maximum power no matter what. Yeah, but maybe they have have incentive to find a, a compatible owner because it makes them stronger or happier. It's like catnip well, or something. Well, I mean, it does make them happier. That's that's sort of <laughs> what I was just saying. was like, they have incentive to find a powerful, not a powerful, a uh, person that they like so that they can, well, not so that they can, so that they're more willing to actually show their power. But, you know, like, what makes you compatible with an item is not any criteria that anybody has figured out. And it's not one that you could test either, because each item is looking for something different. Yeah. And nobody knows if it's a physical or magical or personality trait. It's mostly, mostly a uh, personality trait. Sometimes some of them are looking for a physical trait because they're weird. You know, they're shallow. <laughs> they may not even be shallow. They may just be strange. Who knows? Or it's like, yeah... You know, just like maybe a couple of them are like, you know, this is this is the size that I am, and if your hand is the wrong size, then it's your hand that's wrong, not me. <laughs> uh, I see. I don't know, but uh, they're not that common. They're not uncommon, but not. Uh, you would expect would somebody be. on your block to have one, but you wouldn't expect your next door neighbor to have one. And, like, I don't know what they do, 
But some of them are mildly convenient, and some of them are probably overpowered, you know? <laughs> I see, I see. Okay. So, I'm trying to think of, like, does this have an effect on government? And then I'm just like, it kind of doesn't, because if they're too much of a boring person, the item's just gonna leave. <laughs> see, the game becomes not just accumulating items, but accumulating items and then having a large enough set of personnel to like have the items choose people within your organization <laughs> rather than just running away out of boredom. <laughs> it becomes really hard to maintain an evil organization when your uh, tools can just run away because you're boring. Well, I mean, you don't have, it doesn't have to be evil or good, just, you know, I think everybody likes these items to stay in their possession i i mean yeah well i was i was making a joke <laughs> well but you know it might become a game of just uh acquiring the individuals that the items have attached themselves to instead very complicated process i mean yeah. do we want to lean all the way into this or do we just want to lean part of the way into this do you mean to the realm of ridiculousness? Exactly. All the way! <laughs> Alright, so... I was thinking that some of these items could be straight up, like, transformation items. You know, get your Power Ranger uh, wristwatch or your Magical Girl belt. <laughs> okay. So you have a bunch of people who are running around with their, like, transformation item. So you would essentially have just, like, random hero-villain fights, except that they're, like, the society is essentially built to minimize the damage from these and then turn them into essentially, like, random public entertainment. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you have to, uh, if you're a registered villain, then anything you steal is yours. <laughs> but only if you're registered. Why? <laughs> because it's funny. Okay, but there's there's ludicrous as in, you know, I took the idea to its, its natural end game. And there's like, I don't think this could be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, you know, insurance only covers unregistered villain <laughs> attacks. Why would society tolerate registered villains? Because they're fantastic entertainment and tourist draws for people who like the particular theme of whichever villain you have in your city. Okay. So, are they part of, like, a, a superhero franchise? Oh, well, yeah. What I was thinking was, like, you have, like, your corporate heroes. You have your government-registered villains. But, like, the whole villain thing in, in the superhero franchise is, like, every episode they do something dumb and then fail. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so they're And sometimes that. the villains get away, which just adds to their mystique, draws better heroes in, it draws more people who are watching in, and it turns it into a whole more profitable venture for everybody. You know, personally, if I were a magical artifact and my chosen villain person just kept losing, I would leave. <laughs> I'm not into that. <laughs> Yeah, but it turns out that not all of our magical artifacts are going to be so shallow, you know? Really? 
I thought you were setting me up for that one, but you know, I guess you weren't. I don't know. I mean, I guess this could be happening in the background. <laughs> okay, so do you want to go from main <laughs> character? Well, you know, I was just thinking of someone who just like wasn't into the whole magical item thing. Doesn't, you know, only knows vaguely what the public knows. Is definitely aware of them, but like, as for knowing the whole process of a uh, magical item and that stuff, eh, maybe not. And like, definitely wasn't, you know, expecting to stumble upon a major item of capital P power while, <laughs> you know, walking, let's just say like, on a university campus. And even actually, like, puts it in the lost and found but fails to, you know, get rid of it successfully. <laughs> to be fair, if you don't know it's magic, it's very easy to put it in the lost and found. Yeah. If you do know it's magic, that gets a little bit more, uh, can I just register this and, and keep it for now? Because that's concerning if somebody just, like, walks in and tries to grab it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, regardless of whether you register it, if it wants to stay with you, no one can take it from you for long. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, maybe it is one that turns them into a magical, some kind of ludicrous costume. <laughs> <laughs> do they take a part in these stupid fights or do they just like sort of ignore it and like try and get away from them? You know, I would assume they're not interested in fake crime and fake heroing. Um, it's not totally fake heroing, and it's not totally fake crime. It's just mostly fake. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, I think they'd be like, they, you know, whatever corporation would uh, try and headhunt them to be the latest magical girl in the lineup or whatever, and they'd be like... Yeah, no, uh, I want to, like, have a job that actually, like, does something. <laughs> that pays I... regularly? Maybe does something for society? <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, they would make a lot more money by, by doing this, but, uh, <laughs> the, that's, it's not a real job in... You know, we yeah. could turn this into a comedy where they keep trying to, like, maintain a regular job, and then they keep getting, like chased down by villains because every time they get drawn into a fight they like stumble their way into victory through sheer incompetence well i wouldn't say, no i would say you know they win because the object is actually one of the more powerful ones <laughs> i mean that works too but i i think that like playing out on it like they try to dodge something and they would usually fail to dodge it, except that they tripped on the way, so they dodged it and the follow-up attack. I mean, that's classic. And then while they're getting up, the villain, you know, is coming at them, and they do, like, a weird roll, and they get up because, you know, it hurt to fall. So now the villain just trips over their body. Yeah. You know, or, like, every time they complain about something, the item activates, like, yet another power. It's like, oh, <laughs> I can teleport now. Okay. <laughs> Shows up behind the villain. The old um, uh, time to unlock more true potential. Uh, but, uh, yeah, or maybe they're like, they keep coming across like act, like real crime, like not, not some 
registered villains. Unregistered but, you know, villains. <laughs> the true menace to society. <laughs> like, they go to the bank and, like, an armed robber comes and they roll their eyes like, this must be staged. Like, no way. <laughs> to be fair, the, re- the registered villains are not staged. They're just <laughs> accepted yeah. as part of society. Because, like, maybe part of being a registered villain is you're not allowed to, like, kill people, you know? Yeah. But, but you know, like, day after main character refuses a job offer, like, while at the bank, robbers come in. Like, rolls their eyes, goes like, this cannot be real. But then the robber starts actually, like, shooting the ceiling and, oh, wait. That's that's concerning. That might have hit somebody. (laughs) Hold on. Wait a minute. I think these Uh, people might be unregistered. (laughs) You know, ends up, like, saving everyone at the bank, you know, like, using the item for the first time. Like, not super competently, but, you know, well enough to take on a gun-wielding robber. He starts getting famous, and they're like, oh, no. Uh, starts to have trouble continuing classes in, in uh, university because of the facial recognition. <laughs> <laughs> they start getting, like, they start getting, like, merchandising checks. Yeah, it's like, I did not agree to this. <laughs> thanks. Nonetheless. Well, thanks to the Copyright Act of, of 2015, it turns out that you don't actually need to agree to this as long as we pay you the higher royalty rate involved. <laughs> no, the corporation's like, well, we are not actually involving you in any of our <clears throat> expected crime events. However, there is absolutely... <laughs> Uh, no, actually, crime events. <laughs> however, um, we are simply fulfilling our civic duty as news reporters should you be involved in any hero action outside of the news reporters? <laughs> yes. You're selling you're selling action figures of me. It's what the public wants. They want to know who's keeping their city safe. Again, this is an action figure, not a news report. It's like, look, we do, we do both. There's, there, there is no conflict of interest. We do report and on everything you do. It's like, and then they, they hand over a comic book. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> And then, and it's like, and, and look, you know, we just felt that even though you're, you're doing this, you know, not in a paid position, we might as well, you know, reward you for your, your, uh, heroism. Well, that, well that's and, what I was saying, you know, with the copyright of 20, copyright act of 2015 or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, it's essentially just like, if a company decides to use your image, they have to pay you royalties legally. Well, Yeah. Except that they don't, they're not required to ask you about it if you're a hero or, or a registered villain. I would say, like, they probably don't even have to, but, you know, they're, it would look bad if uh, the public wouldn't, wouldn't be into it if uh, this hero didn't get paid. Well, yeah, that's why the, that's why the Copyright Act, whatever it is, is, uh, is created originally. It's just that now it's just like a known legal structure that like the public doesn't think about but the 
the heroes definitely notice when random checks start showing up at their door. Like, it would actually fall under, like, legitimate news reporting, right? Like, (laughs) person stops bank robbery. (laughs) Yeah, but the, you know, the 40-page comic book on it is less legitimate (laughs) news reporting. Oh, man. Uh, You know, they uh, assign this person a hero name that they... (laughs) It's like, like, if you don't assign yourself a hero name, you're going to get one in the next week. And, very sorry, whichever one the public sticks to is the one you've got. It's like, you know, something that's not very dignified, (laughs) as usual. Something absolutely silly, but very marketable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It probably alliterates or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well... Um, and, uh, you know, maybe the hero starts getting targeted by new up-and-coming villains trying to make a name for themselves. (laughs) Both registered and unregistered. (laughs) Which is a mistake. Just because this person's new doesn't mean they're weak, because that item is old. (laughs) Now, what would be really kind of funny is if, like, the item and this person's fame gets big enough that, like, another item suddenly turns up. So it's, you know, the second form thing (laughs) of just another item is involved. We're, We're going down the collecting magical girl item route. Honestly, very funny. It's like, okay, well... I was still trying to give away the first item, and now there's a second one. I definitely have tried to leave the house without the item, but suddenly I have the item, and I don't know where it came from. And every every time, like, there's a crime, the two items, like, fight over, like, uh, how, how to transform the magical girl. <laughs> a whole transformation sequence, but it's different every time. And then they end up with this really edgy outfit that's like half one theme, half another theme. (laughs) (laughs) This whole second form thing is not working out. We're going to have to set up a contract for you two. Yeah, you guys are going to have to take turns or come up with some negotiation because I am not not wearing this. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so... I think we have, like, our, our main plot. Do we want there to be, like, a overarching villain or something? Um, maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, gradually our hero kind of grudgingly accepts their fate. Like, I can't just be a regular student. I gotta do this thing. But, uh, like, they want to do it right. Like, they want to fight real crimes and catch real criminals and actually help people so instead of going the entertainment route they make the items make the you know them into a more disguisey outfit rather than like what's clearly like a anime superhero costume (laughs) Um, and they go looking for real crime and disrupt like real crimes and I mean again registered villains are committing real crimes they're just Okay, but like, you know, real crimes. (laughs) (laughs) They're just not killing people or like, you know, committing sexual assault or or that kind of thing, you know? Because that's not marketable, that's just gross. Yeah, 
Yeah, but they want to catch those crimes or or deal with, you know, human trafficking. Trying or... to be a street level hero as a fucking like Sentai or whatever. Yeah, and then you know gets probably like messes with actual police operations accidentally. <laughs> uh, gets into incredibly dangerous situations that are amusingly undangerous when you're the holder of two objects of power. Yeah, that does tend to, you know, mess up your danger scale a little bit. Yeah. I would enjoy playing that contrast. It's like, I think I'm supposed to be scared for my life here, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, but frankly, this is not that worrying. I've dealt with worse. You know? Uh, But, you know, like, that doesn't stop there from being collateral damage, so you still have to have a certain amount of caution. Yeah, I mean, you know, the society is is built in such a way where, you know, rebuilding a destroyed storefront, uh, we have we have guys for that. It doesn't take very long. They'll show up, they'll fix it, they'll be gone. We have guys for that. I have a guy. It's like <laughs> that skyscraper fell over three days ago. Eh, we evacuated it first and, you know, afterward we rebuilt it in like seven days. It's fine. I was like, well, actually, that building was uh, very conveniently scheduled to be demolished. (laughs) Anyway. Don't worry about it. Everybody involved knew that that building was scheduled to be demolished. You know, and, and you know, the villain knew that because it was scheduled to be demolished, that it would be deserted and therefore the perfect place for their fake hostage. I mean, very real hostage situation. Technically real hostage situation. The hostages did not agree to be there in advance. (laughs) Did did they? (laughs) No. Are you sure? I, I think so. Okay, well, maybe they didn't know where they were going to be taken. They did, okay. Maybe, maybe they didn't <laughs> maybe know they when. were going to be hostages, but as soon as they were hostages and they, they were like, that's a registered villain, they're just like, okay, so I'm safe. <laughs> and I have an excuse to get out of work today. <laughs> I bet, like, the companies have, like, contracts with people where it's like, you, as an employee of this corporation... Uh, like, they tell you, like, at what times you should be free, and for how long, but not what's gonna happen. (laughs) So it's like a reality show. Well, I was thinking that, like, as long as you're on the clock of one of these corporations, if you get kidnapped during their time, then they're just, like, straight up, like, you're doing your job, (laughs) and it's just written into your contract that, like, sometimes you may be used as a hostage in a negotiation. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, when you're, yeah, when you're on, you're on. Exactly. (laughs) Look, everybody, like, just because you're an office worker doesn't mean that sometimes you won't have to be a hostage, okay? You know, just, uh, you know, just be prepared to be on camera every day, you know? (laughs) Be ready, be flexible. (laughs) (laughs) And who knows, you might become your own star. Uh, You might become the minor star of the day. And, like, if we have to print copies of a book that has you in it, you do get royalties. So... Yay! And maybe, you know, they... When there are magic item hunters, and they bring the items to these corporations and kind of run them through the employees to see if the items like any of them, and then 
you know, people get elevated from working in the back to <laughs> brand new face of the company. Yay. Well, one of the many hundreds of faces of the company. <laughs> it's like, you know, and and then, you know, there's a lot of, like, commercial side of it. If you become famous, you have to do, like, ad, ad <laughs> campaigns and sponsorships. Got little logos on your cape. <laughs> But, you know, too many logos is considered gauche, so if you go for that look, then people don't really like you very much, and it just doesn't sell very well. Yeah, tasteful logos. And sometimes don't even do the logo, just do, like, the color scheme in your costume. (laughs) Yeah. This is is so commercialized. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's sort of what I was going for. It's just, like, it's... It's hilariously commercialized. It's hilariously commercialized and just part of society. So people are just like, yeah, that's that's normal. That's just how things are, you know? Yeah. And then just make society otherwise the same somehow. (laughs) Pretty much. Incredibly tame. Even though some of these powers are actually, you know, concerningly destructive. Um... Maybe they're not allowed you know, to use the concerningly destructive ones in highly populated areas. Yeah, but I, I guess it was like a while back, somebody decided that you know people with powers or objects of power needed good PR, so as to make the public not afraid of them or whatever. They decided to go extremely commercial, <laughs> like a like. An actual decision that someone wise made in order to help, you know, protect these these people. <laughs> the registered villain system came about because they were just like, people are just going to do this and like, we can't prevent the objects of power from falling into random people's hand. So what if we just like made a system where they're allowed to do some of this stuff, but they're just not allowed to do the really bad stuff so that we have people who are, you know, actively trying to prevent deaths, but who are also quote-unquote, on the villain side, you know? it's It lets us do our Shade of Grey thing without necessarily needing yeah. to support crime, per se. And then, like, the, you know, the main character goes in, and it, it it's seeming like one of those, you know, very teenage stories where someone comes in and is obviously knows better than everybody else and just completely disrupts the system. Uh... And then eventually, you know, whoever is that, uh, like, that old experienced mastermind behind the scenes is has to, like, sit them down and be like, look, here's how it really is. <laughs> look, look. I'm aware you want to do good, but, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of messing things up here. We, we're aware that you want to do, like, local scale good, but let me explain some stuff to you real quick. What do you think these registered villains could do if they were no longer registered? <laughs> you know, you're, the way that you are unleashing uncontrolled power in urban city centers is starting to concern some of the public officials and may in turn lead to unfair regulation of holders of magical objects. <laughs> Is this very complicated geopolitical explanation for why this world is absolutely ludicrous? And then, like, maybe the main character has some kind of sociology degree and is like, oh, this is a lot. I could write my thesis on this, but I can't because it's confidential. 
<laughs> as long as we mark the thesis top secret, it's fine. <laughs> that would actually be freaking hilarious. It's if, the, it's if they were like, I could write my thesis on this, and the person giving them the talk is just like, you could, but we're going to have to mark it top secret. <laughs> so you, your teachers are going to get to read it, but nobody else. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe maybe they end up getting their PhD and their hero name is the word doctor in it because that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they like add doctor to whatever their previous title was. It's, it still alliterates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I was thinking just like they add doctor on the front of it and like so the re- so the rest of it is like maybe like a four or five word thing and then they add Doctor to the front of it. They can't do a four or five word thing. That's not catchy enough to be a superhero name. I mean, there are a lot of superheroes, so you you might be right though. Two to three words is probably maximum. It's two words. Two words is the maximum. So it becomes three <laughs> with the addition of Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But then you know they hyphenate the second and third. <laughs> <laughs> Stay within the rules. <laughs> I see, I see. Okay. And then, you know, the story ends up morally gray because we're adults and not teenagers. Yay! Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I mean, this is definitely helping society. As for whether it's worth it or not, I mean, probably. <laughs> and then, you know, they come to a compromise. Like, yeah, you can, you know... If you, Unregistered if, if villains? You... Take them out. <laughs> Registered villains! Let them go about 50% of the time. If, if the police has some kind of operation w- where it would be useful to have someone who is completely invulnerable to all forms of attack, they'll give you a call. <laughs> Just make yourself available and, like, we know your real name, but we're not going to put it anywhere. Okay, but don't go, you know, ruining our 12-month operation by... Diving into the den of criminals and taking them all out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially when we don't have the evidence to actually, like, put them away. Arrest them. Beating them up is not a long-term solution here. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, okay. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Happily ever after. (laughs) I actually really love this. Uh... Isn't it great? I found it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So if you like this story, uh, you can email us about it if you decide to write it at uh, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you want to check out more episodes, I mean, you're listening to it somewhere, but obviously the uh, website also has those. It's pretty nifty. You know, share us with friends and family and acquaintances you know people who you think would enjoy it hopefully not just random people but you know it's up to you if you really just want to share it randomly yeah and uh we'll see you next week thanks for listening